the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. New House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party has held its first ever hearing this past week. Iowa's Ashley Henson, a member of the panel, and says Beijing's interest in American real estate is very plain and simple. They're being aggressive and have really ramped up their purchases of American farmland. And I think it's twofold. It's number one, they want to, I believe, ultimately undermine our food security. And number two, they want to buy these pieces of land in strategic locations around the country. Henson telling the Salem Radio Network it's just another spy tactic like floating balloons all over the U.S. 20 cars a Norfolk Southern cargo train derailing near Springfield, Ohio, last night. Second derailment of that company's trains in Ohio in a month. This time, though, there were no hazardous materials and no one was hurt. This is SRN News. Charlie Kirk sees an abuse of power. There is no greater threat to liberty in America today than a leader declaring an emergency. And that's a shame because there are legitimate emergencies. There are hurricanes, there are floods, there are tornadoes, there are fires. You need to have the government be able to act quickly and decisively. But boy, is that ability to declare an emergency being abused. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Stay tuned. Another full hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Inside your 2 o'clock hour, let's look at your weather forecast. Tonight's low, 32 degrees with some wind conditions about 15 miles per hour. Monday, high around 37 degrees with some more rain-snow mixture in the afternoon. Check out the Patriot Half-Off Deals program. You can save 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running at our NARN Facebook page. So I am waving to the camera as we speak right now. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'm going to switch to some national, excuse me, news stories right now. One of the big stories this past week was, uh, well, some of these uh, federal agencies, more of a uh, confirmation rather than a revelation. Uh, Obviously, since, you know, we were talking about the pandemic, and it seems like, when aren't we talking about the pandemic? But we're always talking about it in some form, kind of the fallout from everything that happened with that. But yeah, we're coming up this week will be the three-year anniversary of when COVID-19 was declared a global pandemic. So we'll probably have more to say about that next week's show, uh, commemorating the three-year anniversary. Certainly not celebrating it, that's for sure, but commemorating, as it were. Uh, But I want to uh, 
do a flashback here. Spencer, if you've got cut number three ready. So I want to go back to June of 2021. So this was about uh, 15 months into the pandemic. Now, by this point, pretty much anyone who wanted to get the vaccine for the initial strain of COVID was able to do so. And I've always said that, you know, I, I actually did. I got the uh, I got the Pfizer jab. I got the which required two shots. I got one in April and one in May of that year. And my rationale was, you know, this initial strain of COVID. That was the best way to reach herd herd immunity if you could at least build up some immunity to it. Now, again, as we later found out, you were there was some misinformation about that or information evolved. I'll give some people the benefit of the doubt, even if they don't deserve it. But the point is, is that you could at least build up some immunity to it and you'd be less likely to get COVID than if you didn't get the initial initial jabs. Now, there were some who were reporting, oh, your chances of uh, immunity is 100 percent. Well, no, that was not true. And I never I never quite passed the smell test. But I said, you know what? You know, this is a risk because it hadn't gone through the normal channels of being tested and experimented. I get that, like other vaccines, you know, like people get the flu vaccine or the shingles vaccine, which reminds me I need to get the shingles vaccine. Uh, anyways, so I get that, but I was willing to take that risk. But that was my choice. And I was always very much on the side of I respect anybody's decision. But at the end of the day, once I get these two jabs, I'm not wearing a mask again, and I'm going out and living life like normal. So I don't want to hear word one about any more mask mandates once I've gotten the initial vaccines. And I haven't, I haven't worn a mask since, except, you know, if on private businesses, if they request I do. So, okay, I'll honor that. I say all that to say that there was still a lot of speculation of how the virus got airborne. And initially it was blamed on a wet market in China. Well, there were some people who were saying, well, no, it looked like it came from a lab leak, you know, because there was a lab that was doing gain-of-function research in Wuhan, and that's where it originated. So it's very likely was a result in a lab leak. And people say, oh, my God, these conspiracy theorists, whatnot. And, of course, Trump calling it the China virus got uh, a lot of these progs uh, triggered, and it was racist and everything. But But saying that the virus was emitted from an unsanitary, filthy, wet market in China. That's not racist or xenophobic at all. No, 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 no. But saying it came from a lab leak, oh, that's beyond the pale. Well, I bring all that up. June 2021, uh, John Stewart, formerly host of The Daily Show, appeared on his good buddy Stephen Colbert's uh, show. What do, what do they call it? The Colbert Show? The Late Show with Stephen Colbert or something like that. And John Stewart... Uh, you can tell that Stephen Colbert was not expecting any dissent from his good buddy, John Stewart. But when John Stewart is the voice of reason in something, um, you know, that's a, that's certainly a bad look uh, for, for progressives. So this is, uh, again, from June 2021, about 15 minutes after the beginning of the pandemic. This is uh, cut number three, John Stewart. What, what, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps a, was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask the scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name. Can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and 
then it sneezed into my chili, and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, wait, okay. A, wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Poor Steven. He's not used to oh being challenged God. on his own show There's here. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory maybe that's it that could be or that steven. could be or steven I, I i rarely see him look so uncomfortable on his own show colbert but that is his good buddy john stewart would thought would just back up his biases and it, it, it didn't happen uh i bring all this up because the department of energy came out and said you know what we're, we're not willing to say definitively that it came from a lab leak but we do at least have low confidence that it did. And it's no longer a theory we're willing to dismiss. Because you remember, people so much as broached this theory on social media platforms, and they got deplatformed. To now, three years later, you have official government agencies saying, yeah, this is a possibility we have to entertain. So speaking of Stephen Colbert, you know, he had... He wanted to react to that. This is a cut number four. So Colbert on his broadcast this past week was responding to a Wall Street Journal exclusive that the Department of Energy was willing to come out and say, yeah, I think this is something that we uh, that we have to at least take seriously. Uh, so this is uh, yeah, cut number four. Stephen Colbert on his broadcast this past week another surprising development this weekend. Uh, the Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're... If you're some, can we get some civet fingers, please? Now, if, like me, you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment, it's because that agency oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. No. No. Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations. Stay in your lane. Stop right there. Stop right there. Say so he tells them to stay in their lane, saying, Department of Energy, what? What's that about? Stay, they, aren't they supposed to, like you said, be in charge of developing these more uh, high-tech electric charging stations for electric cars? Well, as Jonah Goldberg of the Dispatch points out, um, that is their lane. They were ordered to do the review because Department of Energy is part of the intelligence community. And they also run national labs, as Stephen Colbert at least was honest enough to point out. So. I find it amusing that a comedian on a late night, supposedly, I'm using entertainment show in scare quotes, how is this his lane? I mean, you have these late night talk shows like Colbert and uh, Seth Meyers on the uh, late show, or is it late night? Late night with Seth Meyers on NBC. Jimmy Fallon hosts the Tonight Show. They're constantly doing monologues on Trump. Jimmy Kimmel, same thing. Constantly doing monologues, bashing Republicans. That's supposed to be entertaining? So how is that your lane? So, again, uh, Colbert kind of undermines his own argument, saying, well, you know, um, that's not really their lane. Let's play the rest of that clip, and then we'll take a break. This is the rest of that clip from uh, Stephen Colbert. You don't see, you don't see, you don't see... You don't see the Census Bureau building nukes, but whatever. Who am I to say? They're the energy department. I'm sure they're smart. They wouldn't release these findings unless they were absolutely confident. What's that? (laughs) They made their judgment with low confidence. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell by the way they deliver the news. Um, Maybe it was a lab leak. That's stupid. Forget I said anything. Okay, we'll stop right there. So they, they still don't want to acknowledge the possibility. And because the Department of Energy says, yeah, you know, it's a it's a situation we can entertain, we should entertain, but we say it with low confidence. Um, so, okay, so you're going to poo-poo the Department of Energy's uh, findings. 
What about the FBI? What about the FBI? This is from the National Review this past week. FBI Director Christopher Wray said Tuesday that COVID likely escaped from a laboratory in China, issuing the first public opinion of the sort from the agency of origins of the virus that plagued the world for over two years. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely, not with low confidence, but most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan, Ray told Fox News in an interview. Here you are talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab. The FBI had been investigating the question for months. Ray said that the Chinese regime has been attempting to, quote, thwart and obfuscate, close quote, that inquiry. That's unfortunate for everybody, he said. The Bureau reportedly arrived at the conclusion regarding COVID source in 2021. But this is the first time Ray has publicly made the statement confirming the FBI's acceptance of the lab leak hypothesis. A declassified intelligence report released in November 2021 previously revealed that the FBI concluded with moderate confidence. Okay, so they're a step above low confidence. They're saying moderate confidence. Why didn't Stephen Colbert bring the FBI into this? He's poo-pooing the Department of Energy. Okay, how about the FBI? Is the FBI good enough? Okay. Moderate confidence that the pandemic began with a laboratory accident following a 90-day review ordered by President Biden. So, again, the progs are going to go down with the ship. So, some of them are saying, okay, 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 maybe, maybe it was a lab leak, but... There was a reason, you know, we have a very good reason for not buying into it. And where do you hear some of these whoppers? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or follow us on Facebook. And check out the live stream at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge truckload sale. Save up to 26 to 51%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge truckload sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 26 to 51%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher securing our border. Talk a little bit about how debilitating it has been for these Border Patrol agents who have been persecuted for trying to do their job. It is so sad what the Biden administration has done to these Border Patrol agents. The lack of support, the lack of resources. These Border Patrol agents don't have things like night vision goggles. They have to share them. They don't have enough working vehicles for all of the shifts. What a serious time for our nation. We've had Border Patrol agents actually die on the border because of the lack of resources. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. 
go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And thanks, as always, for tuning in. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out there as well if you want to leave a comment or question there. And if you happen to be listening via the podcast, well, we appreciate that, too. However you listen to the Northern Alliance Red Network, we appreciate your support over these many 19 years. Yeah, the 19th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, officially tomorrow, March 6th, because it was Saturday, March 6th, 2004, the first ever Narn show. Uh, I'll have to clarify with Mitch. I think there was like... Um, he, he kind of took some handy-dandy notes I'm seeing here. I think there was like one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight people, uh, eight different people that were rotating in and out of the studio. Can you imagine that, Spencer? Mitch is here in the captain's chair. There was like three people in. Then after a segment, those three people shuttled out. Three other guys came in, and he was kind of directing traffic as to who would speak uh, at each time. So Mitch was the original traffic cop of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and he has been here since day one. Uh, King Banyan, save for a couple of years where he was running for office in 2010 and 2012, he had to take some time off the air, you know, because federal uh, or election laws dictate that if you're running for office, you can't be on the air. So he had to take time away from the King Banyan show when he was running for office. But otherwise, King's been here 17 of the 19 years, and I'll be celebrating my 12th anniversary coming up in June. So no stop sign in front of us yet. So the 20th anniversary uh, will be a barn burner next year, that is for sure, because, well, it's a presidential election year also, so. Definitely lots coming up, so you'll just have to stay tuned for uh, any big events, any big announcements coming up regarding the Northern Alliance's 20th anniversary. Uh, Continuing to talk about the lab leak theory, Department of Energy said, well, we, we, we think we should entertain the lab leak theory, the lab leak hypothesis, but we... We we give we give it a low confidence. We're we're you know that doesn't mean. I mean, to a man, they probably believe that's the origins of it. But you know, the responsible thing is still to have concrete evidence. Whereas the FBI is saying with moderate confidence that yeah, it was due to a lab leak. And this is something again that a lot of people were saying on social media three years ago when the pandemic started. And got deplatformed as a result. You know, oh, that's misinformation. Oh, that's kooky conspiracy theories. It was an unfortunate accident that happened at a Chinese wet market. You know, and again, the people who were saying that it was a result of a lab leak, and including President Trump calling it the China virus, you know, those people were xenophobes and racists. But saying it originated from one of those Chinese wet markets that's unsanitary and dirty, that, that that's not xenophobic at all, right? I, I just don't understand how you're drawing that distinction, but... I digress. So when this was finally announced, of course, you had prog media types on the defensive. Particularly those who kept pushing back, saying enough with your kooky conspiracy theories on a lab leak. We don't want to hear it. Get out of here with that. Um, See, I want to make sure I have Jill's uh, credentials right here. Uh, Jill Filopovich, I think is her name. How do you pronounce her name? Jill Filopovich. She's a uh, writer, author, CNN columnist. You know, she was particularly defensive. This is this to me, I think, is one of the most telling quotes about this. She says, you know, the best explanation I come up with, you know, for continual denials of the lab leak theory, the best explanation I can come up with is Trump's racist China virus BS, which resulted in lots of anti-Asian bigotry and attacks on Asian people put liberals understandably on the defense against any theory that seemed to blame China for COVID. Kind of telling on herself there a little bit, isn't she? As Dan McLaughlin from National Review uh, retorted to that, he says, so in other words, 
Liberals and progressives let their obsession with Trump override their interest in the truth. It's racist to say COVID came from a Chinese lab is the equivalent of it's racist to say that all that to say all that radiation in Ukraine came from the Soviet nuclear plant in Chernobyl. So we are in a crisis situation with our media. Because this person, this Jill Filopovich, told on herself, well, we were hesitant to report it because it would have just fueled the racist BS that that Trump was spewing with the China virus stuff. So because somebody you disapprove of might actually be put in a somewhat positive light, you're just not going to entertain the possibility. Just just going to dismiss it out of hand. Should, shouldn't you, for just, I don't know, maybe sheer sport, want to humiliate your opponent and show how wrong they are by saying, well, it couldn't have possibly come from a lab leak. Here's why. But that would take enterprising media types rolling up their sleeves and actually digging for facts and doing the work. But that, that's too much to ask in this day and age. Because media, all it's, it's turned into is this particular political party or this particular person elected to this particular political party is bad for America. That's that's really all it's all it's turned into. You know, and guess what? These prog media types, would they accept Fox News's excuse saying, "Okay, yeah, you know what? What we network personalities at Fox News, well, we're, we'll go ahead and concede that the election probably wasn't stolen." on a grand scale, but come on, our viewers, they're mostly Trump supporters. They bought into the stolen election BS. We got to get, we got to give them what they want, right? Would you accept that explanation from Fox News personalities? That's a rhetorical question. Of course you wouldn't. And Nate Silver of 538, certainly no rib rock conservative, basically came out and said, well, the behavior of a certain cadre of scientists who use every trick in the book to suppress discussion of this issue is something I'll never forget. A huge disservice to science and public health. They should be profoundly embarrassed. And then this uh, Mehdi uh, Hassan, I think he's with uh, MSNBC. Again, for purpose of full disclosure, I want to get the, uh, yeah, the Mehdi Hassan show on MSNBC. Uh, he fired back at Nate Silver saying, well, the simple reason why so many people weren't keen to discuss the lab leak theory, and he's still putting uh, lab leak in quotes, is because it was originally conflated by the right with Chinese bioweapon conspiracies and continues to be conflated by the right with anti-Fauci conspiracies. Blame the conspiracy theorists. It says right in your bio, sir, that you're part of MSNBC, a media outlet. So, again... Draw a distinction, saying there is a lab leak theory, and then there's the Chinese bioweapons lab, and here's what Anthony Fauci is doing or not doing. Draw the distinction then. Map it out for us. Humiliate your opponents by showing how wrong they are. And then he follows it up saying, well, it's hard to have a good faith disagreement about major issue if the issue itself is being hijacked by bad faith folks. Well, again, there's a damning indictment of our media. If we could actually go to an outlet who would convey cold, hard facts so when a story evolves and reaches its conclusion, you can look back and trace every step of the way to see which outlets were reporting what and say, you know what, this outlet had it right the whole time. But apparently that's too much work. Apparently that would be shining a a spotlight a flattering spotlight on your opponent, in this case, Trump. Again, this all goes back to the media's hatred of Trump. God forbid that he be shown in any positive light. And by the way, the virus coming from a lab leak, how does this show Trump in a positive light? You could still argue that his handling of the virus left a lot to be desired, while also pointing out that it came from a lab leak. So I don't understand how this... Shows Trump in a positive light. And Nate Silver, God bless him, he fired back at Mahid Sadan's uh, Mehdi uh, Hassan by saying, you know, this is so refreshingly honest. The bad people thought the lab leak might be true. Therefore, as journalists, we couldn't be expected to actually evaluate the evidence for it. 
So there, there's your media in a nutshell. And really, MSNBC, they're not, they're not uh, nonpartisan uh, mainstream media types anyways. They're, they're far left. And they're going to skew news to the far left, just like Fox was pandering to the Trump people by saying, oh, yeah, you know, uh, the, the election was probably stolen, even though privately a lot of these personalities didn't believe it. But they said it, and now they're facing a huge lawsuit. So we'll talk about that as that evolves, that's for certain. But uh, so this was just, once again, a damning indictment of our medical community, our government officials, and our media, who now just want to sweep it under the rug. Okay, yeah, now who cares how COVID originated? Shouldn't, shouldn't the focus be on millions dead? Yeah, they should. But we definitely can't take focus off the irresponsible media types, that's for certain. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept called the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're 50 or older and want a bigger, better retirement, call Mitch Lyons Wealth to get a free copy of this brand new movie at 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you'll get it completely free. Plus, I'll include a copy of my book, Retirement of Steel. And I'll even pay your shipping and handling. No credit card required. Call right now. 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. 35. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Time was drifting. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, as always we appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget, we do have the uh, live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where you can watch the broadcast. Feel free to leave a comment or question there as well. So the Supreme Court of the United States has been hearing the uh, legal challenge to President Biden's student loan forgiveness scheme. And it is a scheme. Uh, Typically, fiscal matters, fiscal policy, it has to be voted on by Congress, passed through both 
the House and Senate and then signed by the president. <clears throat> and the president chose to uh, reference the HEROES Act for saying, yeah, I can unilaterally cancel $10,000 of student debt for these particular uh, debt holders. Well, there's a problem with that. He cited the the uh, HEROES Act. Now, if you remember, uh, I, I've talked about it on this uh, broadcast before. The HEROES Act was passed in the aftermath of uh, uh, September 11, 2001, of course, the, uh, uh, the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers. And a lot of um, college students decided to enlist in the military and be a part of the global war on terror. So the HEROES Act, just to kind of give you a refresher, it was a law passed in 2003, and it gave the executive branch authority to waive tuition or fees if citizens can't complete educational obligations in the aftermath of a national emergency, in this case, September 11, 2001. Well, when Biden cited the HEROES Act, people were like, well, Mr. President, um, what what's what's the emergency here? I'm not not understanding what you're uh, what, what you're going through, what you're going with here. And he says, "Wow, well, COVID nineteen pandemic." Wait, what? He cited the Heroes Act as justification for the executive branch to be able to bypass Congress and then cancel student debt. Now, this was in September, late September of 2022, when uh, he or. It, Maybe it was late summer. Don't remember the exact time frame. But he came out and said that he was good. This was his plan to going to cancel student debt. And people say, well, the executive can't just unilaterally do that. Separation of powers needs to be passed by Congress. He says, well, no, I'm, the HEROES Act says I can. It's like, well, Mr. President, you're saying the COVID-19 pandemic, that's the emergency. But you just said in an interview on 60 Minutes that the pandemic was over. I mean, literally a matter of a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, before he came forth with his plan, he said the pandemic was over. So not understanding how that could be uh, a national emergency here. So naturally, there was a legal challenge to this. And the administration, for some reason, the administration seems so confident that the Supreme Court is going to uphold this. Uh, There aren't a lot of uh, progressives who believe that, particularly with the makeup of the court. But this was the issue here. It's like the Republicans, the, the chanting point has been the Republicans want these college students to remain in debt or something. And so, therefore, this is a very cruel and immoral play by the Republicans launching a legal challenge to this. Well, no, they're challenging the fact that the President of the United States overstepped his authority. Okay, it's a it's a separation of powers issue, checks and balances, you know. Again, legislation like this has to be passed through Congress. And what drives me absolutely insane is people conflate the Paycheck Protection Program, which was passed during the Trump administration after the COVID-19 pandemic. They conflate that with this. It's like, wow, we gave all these handouts to small businesses And I'm not saying small businesses didn't need it, but we gave all these handouts to them and that wasn't challenged. Why is this being challenged? And the people who say that are either stupid, woefully ignorant, or they believe the people that they are conveying this to are stupid or woefully ignorant. Because guess which one went through Congress and which one didn't. Now, you can argue the Paycheck Protection Program Uh, law that was passed you can argue whether that was sound fiscal policy or not that that's a fair argument but the fact the matter is it went through the legal channels it signed into law whether we like it or not it's the law i mean that that that, that's just cut and dried And, and if you recall that was loans that were given out to businesses because businesses were forced to close by the government no one forced these students to take out loans now, you could argue, well, there's that's the only way they can afford college. Well, then you know what? Maybe we ought to start looking at that. Why, why is tuition so high? Because these universities know full well that they're going to get their money. So they have no incentive 
to break to bring down tuition because they know that these government backed student loans if an individual loan holder defaults on it guess what they're guaranteed by the federal government the university is going to get their loan their their tuition one way or the other so they have no incentive to bring down the cost of tuition maybe we ought to start getting government out of the student loan business what do you think so uh randy weingarten who is one of the more despicable human beings that I've had the, I don't know her, but whose name I've ha- happened to learn about and learn about personally. She's the head of the American Federation of Teachers. She was the one who screamed bloody murder when schools even suggested we start letting students back in during the pandemic because students of a certain age were at less risk to contract the virus than fully vaccinated adults. And yet she still insisted that schools stayed closed, and if you dare suggest it otherwise and you dare broach the subject of mental health issues and the detriment to kids not being in the classroom and how it's going to harm their education, you wanted to kill kids. You wanted to kill teachers. There was never a good-faith discussion from Randy Weingarten, and then when it was shown the egregious mental health issues that these kids were suffering, All of a sudden, she's a revisionist historian saying, well, I said all along we should have had kids back in. This is despicable what we've done to our students. Thinking that the Internet's not a thing and and people can go back and pull sound clips of her screeching that you want to kill kids because you want to get them back in the classroom because it's better for their mental health and it's better for their education and it's better for their interpersonal skills. So... Uh, I bring up Randy Weingarten because there were people that were protesting on the steps of the Supreme Court this past week because the way the oral arguments are going, it's very likely that the Supreme Court saying, yeah, sorry, President Biden, your uh, student loan cancellation plan, it's dead because you didn't go through the proper channels, i.e. passed via Congress. You can't just do something via executive fiat. And yeah, sorry, the HEROES Act that was passed in 2003, that's not relevant here either. It's going to be based on a legal decision, but no one wants to argue the legalese of this. They didn't want to argue the legalese of Roe v. Wade, and they don't want to argue the legalese of this. Why? Because the law's not on their side. So instead, they argue that the Supreme Court's interfering in women's health care when it came to kicking Roe v. Wade. They don't, they don't give a legal basis for their claim. They just go with the emotion because they got nothing else. So this is Randy Weingarten. I, I'm going to apologize to my listeners in advance for this for this screeching because um, this is really bad. But this is about a little over a minute of Randy Weingarten screaming. Again, keep in mind, keep in mind, this person is a head of a teacher's union. And listen to the garbage that she spews. And she's the head of a teacher's union. Randy Weingarten, cut number five. And so that is why President Biden said... We are going to deal with that. As we deal with the end of the pandemic, we're going to deal with that. We're not going to start student debt again without actually making a down payment of it. And the Secretary of Education has the right to do it. Nope, and he frankly, didn't. and this is what really pisses me off, Whoops. during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting. Yeah. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it. The corporations challenge it. The student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right. That is not fair. And that is what we are fighting as well when we say... This is about the people, and it is about the people's future, and it is about all of your futures. My God, that's incoherent. So, again, I don't need to repeat what I just said. She's like, why didn't they challenge the uh, small businesses that were bailed up? Because government shut them down. Government did not force people to take out student loans, but governments, government forced businesses to shut down and therefore said, okay, we'll help you through. And if you use this money, this loan 
for your employees and for your business, then that loan will be forgiven and you won't have to pay it back. Again, you can argue whether that's sound fiscal policy or not. And given our national debt and everything else, I would argue that it wasn't the most sound fiscal policy. But at the same time, government forced businesses to shut down. And it was passed through Congress. Again, this is the important distinction. It was passed through Congress almost unanimously. When's the last time you can get Congress to agree on anything almost unanimously? And about 95, 96, 97% of the members of Congress voted for PPP, signed into law by President Trump. Whereas this, President Biden put through this legislation by executive fiat. Can't do that. That is at the crux of this challenge. It has nothing to do with prioritizing businesses over students who have debt. But yet, this is the chanting points they're going with because, again, they don't have a coherent legal argument, just like they didn't have a coherent legal argument for the court Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. When the logic and facts aren't on your side, Let's appeal to emotion. Well, I got to tell you something. Randy Weingarten, if she were to defend a Bill of Rights with that screeching voice, it would probably make people want to repeal them, to be perfectly honest. So, honest to God, the utter, utter lack of good faith discussion on this issue drives me insane. And it's what's wrong with everything in our discourse today. Political discourse, uh, media reporting. Whatever. There is never any honest, good faith discussion of anything. And me, the media is complicit in this by not laying out the factual assertions. It's not being challenged because these people have a thing against students. They're, they're four big corporations, but against students. And oh, by the way, this chanting point that the president emits about how it'll help the, uh, the middle and lower class individuals, the majority of those who hold student loan debt are graduate students have got advanced degrees and therefore have got better jobs. These aren't impoverished people. I thought, I thought these people were against taking money from taxpayers and transferring it to the wealthy. Not to say all these people are wealthy, but they sure as heck aren't impoverished. But that's again, another aspect of this. They don't want to invoke because then it would not only, well, their legal argument is already destroyed, it would destroy their emotional argument as well. So uh, the Supreme Court is going to overturn this, and uh, uh, the reaction from uh, Randy Weingarten is one to behold. Um, I'll try to uh, resist the temptation to pay her, uh, play her screeching retort when that happens. That's for certain. One final segment coming up on the broadcast here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. The closer back on Sunday. Yeah, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. One final segment coming up. Go nowhere. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Want to save twenty to thirty percent on your next used vehicle? Every day, thousands of well-maintained vehicles are involved in accidents and end up with a salvage title. At Ace Auto, our team restores them. Hi, it's Ed from Ace Auto. All of our Dodge and Chrysler minivans come with our one-year, 12,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty. We can also help you with financing, and insurance is not a problem. AceAutoCars.com for premium, prior salvage vehicles at 20 to 30% savings. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years 
now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Come shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment, one short segment. So if you want to give us a call, 651-289-4488. But you better make it quick because uh, we only got about five minutes remaining. I just want to uh, finish up on the one last thought on that student loan. You know, uh, Stephen Mazzi, he is a reporter for The Economist, a left-wing rag. And he covers the Supreme Court for The Economist. And he put out a gem of a tweet last week saying, well, the Supreme Court throws out Biden's student debt relief plan. Some 20 to 30 million Americans are going to look at five or six justices as costing them 10000 or $20,000. That could drive SCOTUS's popularity still lower. To which I reply, who cares? Supreme Court's not an elected body. Who cares? And by the way, how uh, that's kind of the equivalent. Someone, I, I wish I could remember who brought this up. Um, do you really think? that the justices cared when ruling on Brown versus Board of Education. What was that, about 70 years ago? You really think they cared about how unpopular that was in the South where they voted that, that or they ruled that uh, segregated schools was unconstitutional? Do you think they really cared about their popularity back then? No. Was it the right legal decision? Of course. Is this the right legal decision? Yeah. Executives can't make laws via executive fiat. I don't know why this is so difficult to understand. And what's what's really despicable is I guarantee the liberal bloc that votes that uh, dissents, whether it's Sotomayor or Kagan or uh, the new Justice Ketenji um, Brown Jackson, you know, those are probably you know at least two of them, if not all three, will dissent. I guarantee you they're going to invoke some sort of emotional, moral component. Well, it's the right thing to do, the moral thing to do. Well, then fine, get it passed through Congress then. This isn't difficult. So anyways, I I just laugh at people say, well, you think the Supreme Court's uh, approval ratings are low now? Yeah, they got lifetime appointments. I can can tell you what what they care about their approval ratings. So anyhow, uh, I don't know if you follow this, but the disastrous four-year tenure of Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has mercifully come to an end. And guess what? Guess what she blamed her election loss on? Racism and gender. There it is. Uh, Yeah, because she's a a black woman who's also a lesbian. And NBC, they spun it as, uh, you know, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot loses her bid for re-election, ending her historic run as the city's first black woman and first openly gay person to serve in the position. 
See, I'm convinced they invoke these check marks on the intersectionality scorecard to cover up for incompetence. I mean, you could have a a black female lesbian be a mayor and still be very, very competent. Absolutely, that's possible. But Lori Lightfoot ain't it. I mean, this was someone who continued to say crime was down in her city, despite very sure evidence of the opposite. She was someone who, during the pandemic, when businesses were closed down, went to a hair shop to get her hair done, okay, whereas the public couldn't engage in such luxuries. And then she also blamed businesses for getting robbed during the pandemic, say, well, you know what, you really ought to lock up your stuff a lot better. You know, you're basically blaming businesses for getting robbed. She was a disaster of a mayor. She got voted in with, I think, 70-plus percent of the vote back in 2019, and then it's a runoff. There's the top two candidates then go to the general election in April, and she got like 16% of the vote. So the top two, who, by the way, one of the two is a black man and has a defund the police platform, so, I mean, if you're losing to that guy, you you really have something going against you. So I, I couldn't help but think her blaming, uh, ra- you know, she being a black woman in Chicago and blaming racism for her losing. I couldn't help but picture a bunch of voters going into their precinct and when casting their votes for Lightfoot's opponents yelling, this is mega country. I mean, that's that's all I can think of, you know, in the motif of Jesse Smollett. Because, of course, uh, Trump supporters who watch – Trump supporters regularly watch a show called Empire, so they're going to stalk a, uh, a black actor at 2 o'clock in the morning in 16 be- uh, below weather uh, to attack him so they can uh, yell, this is MAGA country or something. Uh, to me, the best news out of all this, the fact that Mayor Lightfoot's poor performance trumped the multiple check marks on the intersectionality scorecard. That gives me hope that there is actually the true spirit of equality ringing uh, in our political system. When you're willing to vote for this person, because, yeah, it was undeniable historic. She's the first openly black gay female to be Chicago's mayor. And for her to be ousted as the first incumbent mayor to be ousted in like 40 years. That, to me, is the true spirit of equality because they voted on the content of her character and on the measure of her poor performance as opposed to the color of her skin. Folks, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Dennis Prager from Athanasium, the Math Learning Center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense. Math fluency and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Does inflation have you worried? 
Maybe you have an appliance or two on life support or dated ones that need to be renewed before the holidays. Don't worry. Appliance Renew has your back. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We have a large inventory of brand new name brand scratch and ding appliances at 20 to 50% off. Appliance Renew is your peace of mind solution in these crazy economic times. We have over 250 brand new scratch and ding appliances from LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, Frigidaire, and more. Just waiting for you in our Farmington showroom. All appliances are brand new with a little ding or two. We thoroughly inspect and test everything, and we stand behind our appliances with a complete one-year warranty. Whether you're looking for washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators, dishwashers, ovens, or more, you'll find it at Appliance Renew in downtown Farmington. Stop by today or search for Appliance Renew online. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.